0: Welcome to Figuring Out Families by Magellan Media, where we make families the best they can be. In this series of figuring out families that we are calling the parenting sessions, we speak to leading experts to give practical, real world advice to help you grow healthy, well balanced children and make your life as a parent or grandparent a little easier. I'm David Ahern, I hope you enjoy. Again, it's my pleasure to welcome back Rachel Schofield, a mum of two kids. Rachel's a parent coach and professional member of the Australian Association of Family Therapists. Today, we're discussing giggle games, games to help a child adjust to a new sibling, games to help with siblings who squabble, siblings who squabble, and games to build lasting sibling bonds. This sounds like a really positive podcast and a great idea, Rachel.
1: I hope so. I love this.
0: Yeah, no, that, that sounds uh, wonderful and I wish I'd had some of these uh, ideas when I was young and there were six of us in the family and we certainly had our fair share of squabbles, I tell you. <laughs> so life can be difficult both for parents and other siblings when adjusting to a new baby. Um, what sort of problems do you think, Rachel, are we talking about here?
1: Okay, so there are, yeah, there we could probably have a whole podcast on this topic, but there are In a nutshell, there are massive emotional and physical changes, you know, practical changes for parents and the older children. So everybody needs to, everyone in the family needs to contribute to help the family run smoothly when a new baby comes into the family. And it'll, everyone will have to make some adjustments. Like maybe there's a change in the kid's bedtime routine. Maybe someone else takes a kid to bed or... Um, you know, maybe you have to, the parents have to figure out who's going to be awake in the middle of the night with the baby when the baby wakes and who's going to get snacks and meals. And maybe the kids have to start getting, doing stuff for themselves that they've not done before. So there's huge changes and often older children are taking on more responsibility and then added into that, you've got the lack of sleep that comes with a new baby. You've got the added workload that a new baby brings. And so it often means that families are really quite stressed and exhausted. So th- there's a lot going on. Um, and emotionally, everyone has to get used to this new person in the family. And there can be really mixed feelings. There can be feelings of deep love and and connection and warmth. And there can also be feelings of upset, of um, everyone having to adjust to their new role in the family the new kind of dynamic that there is and everyone has to get used to to the baby taking up a lot of the parents attention because babies need a lot of attention and support and so that that's a huge adjustment too
0: yeah no absolutely a a new baby in a household changes the dynamics totally and uh, you mentioned a few things there and certainly one thing i can remember is the lack of sleep those first few months, and you know, wheeling uh, you know Tom, our son, up and down the hallway at four in the morning, thinking, "I've got to go to work in two hours." It wasn't a lot of fun, I tell you.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. It's exhausting, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it is exhausting, and you always feel when you see young mums and or young parents in the park or whatever, you think, "Yeah, they they look a bit tired. They've got a few black rings under their eyes." So you can certainly uh, feel for them because you've been there, you've done that yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's huge work. It's huge both emotionally and practically. It's it's a lot to carry.
0: Yep. So, Rachel, what strategies can parents implement to make the transition easier when there's a new arrival?
1: Yeah, I think the most important thing that parents can do is to think about reaching out for help. And that that's not something that comes easily to us at all. Both we you know, our society kind of puts us in this position where we feel like we should be able to cope on our own but really raising children and caring for a new baby is not work we're meant to be doing in isolation but it can be really hard to reach out for help it can be hard to even know what help you might need it it, like often we don't even realize we need um, help because we're just we're so programmed to cope and to keep going and if we so I think that's the most important thing that parents can do is think about how can I get help and and how could I ask for help? How could someone support me here? And to go easy on yourself, like let some things go. Life, it, things aren't going to operate at the same level as before. Like maybe you let go on some of the health work. Um, just you give up some of the things that you were doing whilst you're going through this really intense time with a, a new baby.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. And some people aren't good at asking for help. They perhaps see it as a a failure or that they're not coping and they don't really want to reach out. But uh, hopefully that's changing in this day and age.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I hope so.
0: So, Rachel, what games, well, this is all about giggle games, of course. So what games can families play to help reduce the tension or or make life easier after a, a newborn has arrived and even in the years following?
1: Yeah, I've got a whole load of games that I'll, I'll run through a little bit later in this episode, but they, I'll just give an overview of what kind of giggle games are. And um, They are the most wonderful way of reducing whatever tension there is and they help offload um, emotional tension through laughter, which is actually a way that we let go of fears and embarrassment and just sort of those, those kind of feelings and they can make us just feel more relaxed. But also they just make us feel so much more connected to one another. Like there's, if we laugh together, we just feel closer. That's just what happens. Um, so I'll run through some specific examples as, as we go on through this episode.
0: Sure. I and mean, we all need a good laugh. I mean, I don't think there's anything better at reducing tension than uh, having a laugh. I know you call it giggle games, but uh, a hearty laugh is the best medicine, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Okay, so perhaps get into it. What what games can people play? What games can families play to, to help the situation?
1: Yeah, okay. Well, before I get into it, what I'd love to do is just outline um, if parents are wanting to make up their own games, like sure. so that the, just the underlying principles of what we're doing. So the key steps are that you – there are two – two really key things. One, that you allow your child to be in the powerful role. So whatever game you're playing, they get to be the smarter one, the quicker one, the stronger one. But you also make sure you're not too much of a pushover. So you, you know, with a young child, you will put up a very small amount of resistance so that they can be the powerful one very easily um, but with an older kid you might put up a real struggle so that they really have to work hard to be the one that's ultimately triumphant or you know ultimately the winner or ultimately the, whatever the game is the, the the one that's on top sure and the second principle is you follow your child's laughter so following your child's laughter is where the gold is like where they're laughing you keep you you just keep doing that but there's one caveat which is no tickling so tickling is something it's kind of like forced laughter it's a physiological response and there are plenty of people that have memories of being tickled sort of so much that it was something that was actually quite unpleasant so with these gains we don't do tickling we just we're just after the laughter that comes from a situation rather than that kind of tickling. Um and two things to remember when you're playing these kind of games is that firstly you're creating a safe emotional space, like that's what you're doing. Um, and your kid's gonna get topped up with your love and they're gonna be able to offload any hurts that they they're holding inside. And your goal is that you're to make things safe for your kid so that they can feel just really close to you and if they've got kind of yucky feelings inside they'll be able to show them too and and that's okay and we went through if anyone wants to sort of dive deeper into that the first two sessions in this podcast series kind of dived into that in more detail
0: yeah so game games play an important function in a variety of ways so if there are underlying tensions or something you can help bring those out and help resolve those issues
1: yeah, exactly that. They're, so they they're just good fun. Yeah, you know, on this they're just good fun and they also have an absolute therapeutic role to play these kind of games. So, shall I go through the ones that I've got for adjusting to a new baby? Oh, please. Okay. All right. So I've got seven games you can that, um, and they're all in my downloadable PDF and guide and workbook that I've got to go along with this series um, of podcasts. So if you want to have a quick checklist, go and check that out. So the first lot of games are around symbolic play. So one thing you can do is just if you've got younger children, so kids under the age of eight, this works really well for, you can just set up a little scene with their favorite toys if they're into lego you could get a whole load of lego people or some soft toys or you know it doesn't even have to be people or animals it could be like some kids just really love trains so you just get their trains out whatever it is that they're into and you set up a little family scene that's a little bit like your family like oh here's mom his dad here's the three kids oh and here's the baby and you just start playing with your kid and you allow them to take the lead in the play. And they get to do whatever it is they want to do. And so you don't, this isn't a teaching moment. This, this is just for them to show you stuff. And through their play, they will explore things that are going on with them. So you just pay attention. You let them do what they're doing. If something makes them laugh, that's great. You keep doing it. And that's, it's as simple as that. But it is so powerful for a child to be able to play out. Things that are going on in their mind, and you're there just being the safety holder. Um, you're just there to let them show you whatever is going on in their mind.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Um, with an older kid, um, you can do a similar kind of thing, but it's you might get them to do drawings or to get some clay and um, model, and you might make kind of a little model of a of. And this, yeah, this works with older kids, like 10 plus. It works well with teenagers that you can kind of like make models of family members and like allow them to sort of play with whatever it is that's going on for them with their kids. So they might kind of squish this clay character or tear up the paper. But the key is finding what makes them laugh, like doing this in a way that they get to laughter. Um, so, again, you're like creating this safe space for them to do that and offload any feelings of anger or resentment that they've got too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, my next few games are, are um, power reversal games. And um, so what you want to do is like set up a situation that's mimicking a situation where your child is typically powerless. So, for example, maybe a toddler keeps getting pushed over by an older sibling and so you invite them to push you over and so you like with a twinkle in your eye, you say something like, oh, I hope you don't push me over and your toddler comes over and pushes you over and you fall dramatically to the floor and they will just love this (laughs) it's like it will be so funny and you do (laughs) it again and again and again and so they're getting to feel powerful in a situation where they're not where they're the victim normally and they're just getting to have a really good laugh with you (laughs) sounds good yeah um and so good old pillow fights and play wrestling is just a fantastic thing to do to counteract all the hurtful impacts of sibling fighting. You can do with all, this with all your kids together if that works. You can do it just one-on-one. Um, but just remembering the principles of your child wins and you follow their laughter. So any variations on, on that are just fantastic. Um, And you can do a kind of a bit of a mix between pillow fighting and symbolic play where you get a pillow and you make it kind of talk. And so maybe you've got this ongoing issue with your kids where there's a lot of lashing out and hitting. One kid's hitting another a lot. And you get the pillow to say, I hope you don't hit me. And the kid who's normally the victim, like, comes over and hits the pillow and the pillow goes, oh, no, that hurt. Don't hit me again. And you just be silly, but you're inviting them to... (laughs) Get it out in a safe way, and to play around with it feel helpful, and hopefully to laugh a whole heap.
0: Fantastic, fantastic.
1: Um, and I got a couple more.
0: Yep, so, please keep going.
1: Yeah, so another one is um, regression play. So you get an so sometimes, you know, the kids can feel a bit displaced when a baby comes along, and and they see all the attention that a baby gets. And so what you can do is you can treat them like a baby baby. You can say, Oh, come here, you my little baby. And you can scoop them up in your arms and put them on your lap like you might with a baby. And this, it doesn't matter how big they are. You can you can try this with your teenager if they're receptive, like, right? and they might be a bit grumpy about it, but it it still kind of works. It's like that grumpiness that sort of like actually keep going. Um, but a lot of kids love this, and you just go, "Oh, look at my little baby! Look at his little cheeks and his button nose!" Oh, let me wrap you up in a blanket and just coo over them like they're a little baby. Um, and again, you'll get laughter and smiles, and they'll adore the attention. And if they, with any of these games, if your kid doesn't like it. That's totally okay. You just got to try it out, and for them, that wasn't the game. But these are games that are often often winners. Yep. And my last one with adjusting to a new um, baby is a game called "She's Mine, He's Mine." It's a kind of nonsense play where you so you get to um, argue with someone else around uh, with you get one of your kids, one of the older kids. And if there's two parents, you kind of argue about who's going to get this child. And so they get this whole dose of you wanting them. So maybe you have a kind of pretend tug of war with the kid like, I want to play with her. or No, I want to play with her or she's mine. He's mine. And you're arguing with the other parent about who's going to be with that child. So they get this whole dose of you wanting them. And it's, that they will laugh, they will love it. And it just that whole reversal of like adults don't normally do that. It's normally kids arguing over, you know, who owns something or who's gonna play with something.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So it works really well.
0: well. I bet it does. Um some great suggestions there, Rachel. Um but families at the end of the end of the day can make up their own games too, I imagine.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I mentioned that earlier. Do you want me to do it again now? Please do. Okay, so yeah, um, so parents absolutely can make up their own games. And like, I, um, so the key is that your child's in the powerful role and that you follow your child's laughter. Those are the two things. And and with the following your child's laughter, you don't tickle. Um, And that's really it. So anything that's within those kind of parameters will be helpful. They will be giggle games that are helping.
0: Okay. Uh, now, you've mentioned, uh, and we have in previous podcasts too, about sibling squabbles and how common they are. But games, as you, you've touched upon, uh, really do help. And they, you probably can't overemphasize the importance of these sorts of games, really.
1: No, they they they're, they're so good to do. Like play is just the most powerful thing a parent has in their toolkit. And I also want to add into that, that as a parent, it can feel Like play can be the first thing to go when we're feeling stressed. So, you know, that's okay too, Like, but play really is powerful when we're able to get there. Um, But play, these games work well when children's feelings aren't too intense. So if you've got a child who's feeling deeply angry and you come in playfully, that actually might be quite jarring because it's sort of like you don't really get how upset I am. So um, so in those situations, you'll need to move in with strategies I've talked about in the second and third podcasts. Like, that's what's going to be more helpful. Um, but these games are absolutely fantastic way of helping, care, intervening when things are a little bit lighter, like not not gone too far yet. And it's like you're coming in sideways. You're coming in sideways with connection and love. And you can complete a fight, can be completely dissipated by coming in playfully, and your kids get topped up with connection, they get to laugh. Um, and I've got my top four games for squabbles. Shall I go through them?
0: Why not? I can't wait to hear them. I'm, I'm really impressed with the game so far, so go for it, please. Okay,
1: okay, all right. So, um, so again, I've got um, a few nonsense games for you um these are just great at helping kids offload their feelings in a more helpful way rather than at each other so if you've got kids that are fighting um you can just this is i call this the random object game you just get so maybe your kids are fighting over a toy or something like that and you come in with um pick up a random object like a cushion and go this is my cushion i hope nobody wants to take my cushion i'm not going to share it anybody it's mine and if your kids fight is like not too intense you've got this glint in your eye they're almost guaranteed to come running to you and start pulling the cushion off you and so you've just changed the whole dynamic it's the two of them fighting over this cushion off you or whatever it is you've got and pretty quickly you could end up having a good play wrestle with your kids Another one is to be a reporter on the scene. So again, the, the, the squabble needs to be not too intense, but this can work brilliantly. You can just turn into a reporter saying something like, you, know, you have to have a bit of a goofy kind of look on your face and a twinkle in your eye. You know, hello, this is so-and-so from whatever news. It looks like we have two children fighting in the living room. I wonder if they need my help. And you know, like that, it'll just change it and then they might kind of get a bit more playful and they'll tell you things to say and that the tension's gone. You've just come in playfully and the tension's gone. Um, another absolute favorite of mine is the s- silly word insult. So sometimes kids aren't fighting physically, but they're slinging insults at each other or saying unkind things to each other. And you can come in by saying, You you can say all of those words, but as I hope nobody ever calls me Buttercup, like kind of don't ever call me Buttercup. And so, of course, your kids will soon start calling you Buttercup and you put your hands over your ears going, no, don't do that. I don't want to be called Buttercup. And you've pulled the argument away from them. They're now bringing it to you. It's all become playful and funny and it's great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I'd want to be called Buttercup this (laughs) part. There you go. So we've we've talked about this too, but building sibling bonds—the the games that you've described are a great way, especially when the children are younger, to build those bonds, which can lead to lifelong friendships among siblings. And ideally, that's the way it should be.
1: Oh, definitely, yeah, yep. Yeah. And and you build it, yes. And I've got a whole load of games specifically around building bonds that you can use, sort of, proactively. Okay, so my last one is the vigorous snuggle, which is, so your kids are fighting or squabbling or there's something going on and you just swoop in and pick up one child, it doesn't matter which one, and you say something like, it looks like you need me to turn you upside down, or it looks like you need a raspberry on the belly. And so you're moving in playfully, but physically giving them connection. You're not even dealing, you're not dealing with the argument. You're just getting in there and being playful. And all the ones that I've just talked about are coming in with connection, which is maybe actually what your kids need. Maybe that's the reason they're squabbling. And you're going to let them laugh. And that's going to help some of the emotional tension they're feeling um, fall away. So often that's enough. Often kids just need that top up and then they can carry on playing happily with their siblings. So and and the vigorous snuggle you can totally use with older kids. Um it'll slightly depend on the warmth in your relationship, but um I love doing this with my 14-year-old cuz like I I can't turn him upside down anymore, but I can still move in and say, "I'm going to have to turn you upside down." And he just like looks at me. But there's this little glint in his eye that like it's it's working and sometimes he gets to even laugh and it still changes things so you can use this with any age group if you've got a little bit of a distant relationship with your child you're going to need to work up to it but it's totally they're totally workable with all age group
0: okay okay uh google games uh it's wonderful uh I, we i mean we i had two younger brothers and we used to play together all the time and sometimes we'd end up fighting but Uh, fortunately i was a very fast runner so i would uh, i'm not proud of this but i'd hit my younger brother then run because he could never catch me Um, (laughs) but from about the age of 10 or 11 we stopped fighting and we became best of friends which was great
1: oh that's gorgeous yeah
0: yeah uh rachel strong bonds can then lead to lifelong friendships among siblings uh that's true
1: uh, absolutely yeah absolutely and i've got a few games that parents listening might like to try out that are like really about proactively building the bonds so um i've got i'm going to share a couple of my favorites which okay. is um silly challenges so you can declare that you're the champion of some completely bogus games so you say something like did you guys know i'm actually the world champion of pong ping you'll never be able to beat me. And you're like, well, what's Pong Ping? And it's like some silly game where you blow ping pong balls across a table with a straw or something like that. And you set them up to like it being a team against you. It's like the t- you two won't be able to beat me. Like, let's see it. And of course you fail miserably and you let them win, but you make the challenge good enough that they kind of get excited about it. And, and that whole idea of your kids teaming up together against you is one of the best ways to really counteract all the squabbles that your kids have had and I love using the line I, I bet the two of you couldn't and it can just be anything I bet the two of you couldn't push me over and you just make it age appropriate I bet the two of you couldn't couldn't um, run faster than me to the other side of the garden or whatever it is, You just it can be used for any age but they get to be in a team against you I bet the two of you couldn't shoot me with Nerf bullets like whatever it is and then my last favourite one is just simply rough and tumble play like a good old family wrestling there is just, it's so good like at a cellular level like kids really, really feel feel you they you know kids want so much physical attention you can do this right into teenage years as well um you, you know if you keep the relationship warm with your kid like teenagers can love physical rough and tumble play um yeah. my kids love to try you can make up all sorts of games that can just be pillow fights or fucking bronco or whatever my kids love to try and pull me off the bed like i have to try and stay on the bed and they have to try and get me off the bed that one works well. <laughs>
0: That's great. <laughs> that sounds like a really good uh, game, that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's good.
0: Yeah, I did like the wrestling games, I must admit, when I was young too. My younger brother and I, we used to wrestle constantly. But uh, yeah, no, they're, they're fantastic. Now, Rachel, uh, some of the main points from today's G- Giggle Games podcast, please. Yeah,
1: sure. So, giggle games are just the most wonderful way of building connection. And they also help our kids offload emotional tension they help us feel close and connected to our kids like you get to feel like a good parent like whilst you're playing these games there's just there's nothing better than having your kids laugh with you um and if we've had a hard day if things have gone pear-shaped and we can manage to reach in and pull out some sort of giggle game it's gonna leave everyone feeling a little bit more loved and appreciated and, and and just feeling topped up. Um, and just remember for maximum impact make sure you're following your child's laughter and let them be the powerful one in the play but most of all enjoy them and I'd just love to share a challenge with your listeners which is I would love you if you've been listening to this podcast please could you pick one or two of the games that I've mentioned and try them out with your kids and like what happens? what happened um if you'd like to get the the list of all these games i have a guide and workbook that accompanies this series and you can find that on my website at rachelscofield.com slash siblings and in that it goes over everything that's in these podcasts it also gives you um like a little workbook section where you can think about questions and reflections in your family so you can figure out how to build really good bonds between your kids
0: sounds like great advice Rachel, thank you for your time. I really enjoyed Giggle Games.
1: Great. Thank you, David. I enjoyed it too. (laughs)